and welcome to another episode of Provoke, the podcast that takes a provocative look at advertising as a whole. I'm your host, Brian Wilder, and uh, we have Kelsey on the West Coast studio. How you doing, Kelsey? Hey, I'm doing great, Brian. Awesome, awesome. Um, we have a special guest in the studio today, uh, Karina. She is our one of our social media strategists, and you just came back from a pretty awesome food I did. show. I did, yeah. Okay, tell us yeah. a little more about that. Yeah, so <laughs> I went to the fancy food show in New York, mm-hmm. um, just like, like not too long ago, and it was, it's actually one of the largest food shows in the country. Right. And when they say that, I completely underestimated how large it was actually going to be. <laughs> um, this thing is massive. Uh-huh. And um, so I went for our client, Zuki. Okay. And uh, they were exhibiting at the show. And basically, they had a whole booth set up. Um, it was a really nice booth, too. It was very, like, simple and elegant. Right. And so we got to kind of you know, showcase that part of it, but also uh, kind of show off like what some of the other exhibitors were doing, mm-hmm. some of the other session, like talks that they had at the show. Um, yeah, it was it was awesome, it was really cool. Cool, and so exactly what was your role? So my role was to basically showcase, um, or not showcase, but more live post for Zuki. So right. kind of give them an online presence on all of their social platforms. Um, give them, you know, like what they're doing there, how they're engaging with attendees, other exhibitors, okay. the press, retailers, buyers, um, the key spokespeople that mm-hmm. we really need to get in front of. Um, so I kind of was running around taking a lot of pictures and videos and boomerangs and posting on their Twitter, right. um, doing like daily show recaps to show what they did for the day um yeah so it's just a lot of the social media part of it okay um and so i i've never been to a food show like this before so our trade show so mm-hmm. this is more is it more so appealing to like food brands appealing to other businesses or is it consumer facing um, not really consumer facing is okay. more B two B. They so here they have a lot of retailers and buyers who kind of look at what your what your product is right. and um, if it makes sense for them how they can get it into their you know retail stores local stores because um, right now Zuki is only available in a select few retail stores okay. and that's most mostly up north um, so we're just trying to see how we can get them more you know more into the U S market. Mm-hmm. Um, how we can break through and uh, so it had a lot to do with you know how we can kind of connect with the right spokespeople right you know buyers and stuff like that right and so I guess um, one thing I'm always curious about when it comes to food related trade shows it's like what what's the importance like why go to one if you're a food brand well so this is actually also my first one too okay <laughs> so I was actually learning as I was going right. and the thing is there's just so much competition so mm-hmm. we have to like really see and i think that was a lot of what we took notes on too is how can we make our booth better for next year right um because there's so many other olive oil brands and that's what zuki is too so you know how can we differentiate ourselves how can we show that you know this is they're different from other olive oils and uh one thing that zuki has going for them is that they're sustainable um they're certified sustainable they're mm-hmm. uh traceable you can scan the qr code on their bottle and it shows you exactly where their uh, raw materials are sourced from which is really cool and that's not something that other olive oils can say Um, but yeah for them it was really important because they're an Italian based company Mm -hmm. so for them to kind of break into the US market they really have to attend these types of shows to um, show you know they're big in Italy so 
you know, how can we bring some of that to here? Right. And I know with, especially with the, a lot of Italian consortiums under the, 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 the olive oil umbrella, there are a lot of rules and regulations mm-hmm. that kind of, it's almost like with, with champagne, like it can yeah. only be called champagne if yeah, it comes yeah, from yeah. a certain place mm-hmm. in France. Um, do you, do you see yourself running into a lot of challenges or, or any challenges when it comes to kind of like marketing the Zuki brand and making sure that you're, you're staying compliant with, with um, the sustainability laws and, 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 and just, just general branding? Um, for this show specifically, um, I don't think we really ran into anything right. um, that was like, oh, stay away from this, stay away from that kind of thing. Um, but maybe when it comes to doing their content calendars in general, um, uh, you know, we have to like kind of cover off why, you know, an Italian olive oil it makes sense to use in, you know, American dishes and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but not, not really for the show itself. We right. Didn't really run into anything. Okay. Yeah, and I kind of I asked that question as almost like a setup mm-hmm. to because I know there are a lot of. Uh, hurdles that can come with just the creative side of doing something like that something in real time Mm -hmm. um so like i'm always curious is like what like what kind of goes through your head or anybody's head as a as a social media professional when they're trying to do you're basically trying to do a bunch of different things at once Mm because you know not only are you doing like live social Mm -hmm. feeds but you're also probably like talking to people in person about the products you're almost like the the brand ambassador exactly yeah and that was another good point to bring up because it kind of gave us a chance to see what their competitors are doing right right whenever the show um like they every day they had a show like a remember what it's called it's like a packet that shows like who's exhibiting that day and right, right. I don't know, what time the specific talks are for mm-hmm. that day and so we had our client go through and highlight the people that they want us to keep an eye on kind okay. of just like see yeah, what they're just doing also a little friendly yeah, uh, monitoring yeah, exactly exactly okay. so um that was kind of cool because um, they were like oh you know not even if they weren't competitors um just companies that they were interested in seeing you know right. maybe they want to wanted to do a future partnership with or something like that but just they hired a few that they were like oh you know see what they're doing uh, take notes and stuff like that so karina this yeah. makes me want to then ask the question like you know you're there to be a social you know to do live social and that's your field of knowledge and that's your role that you're playing there but did you ever find yourself in a position where maybe talking to um a buyer or talking to another company or talking to whoever it might be at the trade show um did that ever become you know more valuable than being not necessarily isolated but mm-hmm. kind of isolated on the phone in social um granted that you're not you're not there to make sales directly or anything like that but yeah. what was kind of that balance of you know live social versus mm-hmm. you know interacting with the people in front and here and around me yeah no that's a really good question actually um so we like didn't do anything um to like talk with buyers or retailers or anything mostly the client kind of handled that part of right. it but I did go around talking with other exhibitors and um, if I tried any of their products at, um, and they asked you know who are you here with and, you know we would kind of give like mm. oh we're your Suzuki come on and try like or like just check out our booth um, so that kind of helped to cultivate you know that kind of connection and relationship mm-hmm. there but 
Um, as for speaking to buyers and retailers, we kind of just let the client handle that part because they there was a whole separate buyer's room that you couldn't really go mm. into unless you were a buyer or unless oh, you were invited. So okay. cool. Yeah, so it was kind of like an exclusive <laughs> like part that yeah. I wasn't really the, the, part the, of, the, the, the people with the checkbooks get yeah, to go into exactly. the, 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 <laughs> nice, exactly. the nice room. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But that we did have incredible. some like buyers and retailers who stopped by our booth and they we had tables set up so they were talking and discussing things there. Right. But, um, yeah, just so to be able to ask questions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. So, right. so what was the um, kind of like? What were the demographics like? Were there, as far as the brands that were there, mm-hmm. were there a lot of recognizable ones, or was it more like um, emerging to mid level? Yeah, I would say definitely emerging to mid level. Okay, um, there weren't really like there were some that I recognized, but not uh, for the most part. There were all companies I hadn't heard of before. Okay, um, there was always something. Uh, you could tell how excited they were to be there too. Right. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, we're the only company that can do this. Or, um, I went to one booth that had vegan ice cream and they had flavors that tasted like chocolate and vanilla, but they're like, oh, it's cauliflower and it's broccoli. <laughs> like, there was a no <laughs> vanilla or chocolate in there at all. Oh, and I was like, man. that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> that was pretty cool. No, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'm just trying to, yeah, trying to get a, a better feel mm-hmm. for them because I've never was, been to one. So, I mean, it's And this it's event was, uh, the best way I can explain it is kind of like Disney's Epcot mm-hmm. where they had it separated by country because I'd be walking ah. around and it'd be like, oh, now I'm in Portugal and now I'm in Lithuania okay. and now I'm in That's Africa. So cool. okay. Yeah. So, that was really cool how they had that set up. And um, I think it was like four floors that you could go and explore and each floor had like different um, regions of the world, basically. Yeah. And a lot of free samples. Yeah, lots of free samples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried everything from like kimchi to wine to like German beers. Like it was great. Oh man, that is that's, yeah. that's super awesome. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, it was definitely like, really cool. Right. And Karina, were they even though they had they were representing all these different companies, just as we were representing Italy, were all of the companies, you know. F- in the United States or were people from outside of the United States that you can maybe purchase online or anything like that? Yeah, um, I would say probably majority of them were from out of the U.S. Wow. Okay. Yeah, oh, really? Which I was really shocked to see. Yeah, you could tell because huh. like they a lot of them had accents or um, they were they were saying how they were only flying in for the weekend for the event. Right. Um, yeah, I, I would say I was kind of shocked too because I thought it was mostly just like a U.S. based, um, you know, trade show. But it was it. I guess it welcomes pretty much from anywhere, any okay. country. Yeah. Okay, and, and it's safe to say that these were obviously brands who are trying to emerge mm-hmm. exactly. into the U.S. market. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if they saw someone walking around from like Whole Foods, they were like, you know, in hot like, like hey, yeah, what's good? <laughs> like, they really want like, to talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> need a massage exactly. Yeah. Let's talk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Okay. It's like yeah, when it's when you're at the gym and someone walks by and you're like 101, 102, <laughs> 103. Yeah, that's the perfect way to explain it. <laughs> um, so I kind of wanted to move back to kind of like some tactics mm-hmm. especially some like social tactics yeah. that you kind of um it, you know implemented while mm-hmm. you were there for that weekend could you kind of like kind of walk us through yeah. like what just what a day was like sure. from a social media standpoint yeah so from a social standpoint um i tried to do 
a lot of uh, Instagram story type stuff because that way, you know, even if it's 24 hours, you could see like in the moment type things. And right. even if people um, weren't at the show, if they follow Zuki, they can say, oh, they're at one of the biggest trade shows right now. Right. You know, what are they going to do? Um, right. What are they showcasing? So I really like that. And also Instagram allows you to kind of do like those interactive features where you could put like, um, would you ever want to try Zuki with this? And I it could create a poll and see like, you know, what, how people are responding to stuff right. like that. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then Twitter was also great for displaying um, like a little bit more detail or as detailed as Twitter allows you to right. be um, <laughs> for like what's going on. Um, so I use I like Twitter for using it to showcase what some of the session talks were about mm-hmm. because we went to some that were talking about sustainability, which is a huge thing for Zuki. So right. um, it would be like cool talk by so-and-so. We would tag them, um, you know, hashtag sustainability, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um to show how Zuki's kind of participating in those kind of talks and how they're, you know, learning also about the U.S. industry and how, you know, the food marketplace is evolving here. Um, so that was cool. And then boomerangs are always fun to do yeah. on, on Instagram story. Um, one thing I wish we had at the booth was actual, like, samples to give away. Okay. Um, so they did have packets, mm-hmm. um, but I think it would have been really cool if they had, like, little um, maybe either cups or, like, there was a booth that had uh, wine or like little wine glasses that mm-hmm. had olive oils that you could try, which I thought was really cool. Okay. Um, so, um, so even without the samples, I think you know we were still able to pull off some really cool in the moment type things of Zuki exec- executives talking to um, talking to any attendees right. dropping by, or uh, there was one cool one that I really liked where I had uh, one of the. Uh, Zuki people hold up the bo- the bottles of olive oils and kind of shake it in their hands, and uh, that one was kind of fun because I could officially say there it was an award-winning product because right. they did win the Italian award um, at the show, which is awesome. Yeah, so um, but yeah, a lot of my day was uh, just me walking around the mm-hmm. show, taking pictures, um, greeting like meeting with different people. Um, they had like an exhibitor, uh, like a room exhibitor room where you could go. Um, and kind of use the internet there because the internet, the Wi-Fi there was not that great. Which yeah, that's. In, I feel like that tends to be like the commonplace for yeah. like every conference you yeah, ever go yeah. to. The, the Wi-Fi is always spotty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always cause spotty. probably because so, so many people are on. Right, yeah, that definitely doesn't help. Yeah, yeah, and Facebook I used for um, just for like the bigger like the award win I posted mm-hmm. on. Um, well, I, I mean, I posted on all of them, but right. a bigger post and any anything that I want to get more detailed onto, I would save it for Facebook because right. it was just a better way to me for me to like showcase, you know, exactly what happened or um, just give more information to people right. who are following along. Right. And so I guess on the flip side of that is, uh, were there any social media platforms do you you think just don't serve as good a don't serve as good a purpose at events like this? Mm. Honestly, my favorite, like, my favorites to use were Twitter and Instagram because okay. they just, I felt like you could follow along the hashtags better because I feel like on Facebook, people don't really follow hashtags. You don't go, I don't feel like most right. people go to Facebook to follow right. a hashtag or trending topics or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. um, I guess next time, like, or just in general, Facebook isn't, like, my favorite to use. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, I did really like Twitter and Instagram for big shows like this because if you tag the show itself or use the hashtags other people can see it so much more easily right. and follow along and um and you could follow along too better with other exhibitors or attendees or press and what they're talking about 
Okay. Yeah. And so, so the, the the most probably the most useful platforms, like you said, were, mm-hmm. were Instagram and Twitter yeah. for situations like this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. Um, I did have another question. Would be like. Well, I guess this is more so in defense of, of Zuki, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like, you were talking about how, you know, we wish we could have had some samples. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, when you're, you're you said earlier, like, when you're trying German beers and right. wines yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, X, Y, Z, you, when you finally get to the Zuki booth, like, mm-hmm. you, I feel like you don't have the, the, the palate. Yeah. Your palate's yeah, you been have. destroyed mm-hmm. by, like, all the 900 other things <laughs> yeah. that you've had. Yeah. That's that, so true. Like, you don't get the you don't get the full Zuki yeah, experience. experience. <laughs> I know. No, that's so true. That is so true. And Zuki, you have to experience like by itself. Right, like, right, right. That's not an olive oil. You need anything else to for it to taste good with. Right. So I think probably those those tastings are, mm-hmm. are better reserved for yeah, more intimate, absolutely. more private events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still I think and it's still a great opportunity to kind of get that get mm-hmm. that exposure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I know they had a. A separate blending event which I thought was cool because you know people who went to that one were showcasing kind right. of you know like oh this is me blending my olive oil and this is the pro- final product I right. can't wait to use it in the future um, so stuff like that so yeah I agree that those are great for like more intimate settings absolutely so I guess um, you you, t- you talked about uh, a lot of the work you did with like doing live social work and then as well as you know giving people literal FaceTime and just like having those one-on-one conversations with with people in the industry so of the two which did you prefer out of between doing just the live social and, mm-hmm. or actually like talking to people about the brand and you know face to face i really like doing the live social <laughs> 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 i need to work on my networking skills or something but i really was more comfortable doing the live social because oh. i love coming up with captions and doing more of the interactive stuff asking questions and engaging just through like the social platforms um yeah that was definitely more of my preference okay. but i think the two kind of do go hand in hand because right. um you know if there are exhibitors or press who see what you're doing on social maybe that will encourage them to kind of check it out for themselves in person um because they see you know you're doing cool fun things at your booth and they want to come join in absolutely that's just so ironic to me. It's just like the the, 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 the idea of social media. A social media person yeah. who's more apt with not being social in person versus being social yeah. virtually. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So it's just, a, it's a, it's just a, a, an interesting juxtaposition. Yeah. Whenever I mean, I, I can be social, but I think <laughs> for like my own sake and for me being nervous in front of like key people, I don't want to like mess anything up. I'd rather just stick to my own, right. my own little social platforms and. <laughs> and post that way (laughs) no yeah there's nothing wrong with you know using your strengths in order to you know get the best result possible and also I think because this is my first big show Mm -hmm. I think um, I did take a lot of notes for like how I want to approach the next one or like you know what kind of what kind of ways I can connect with people in person right (laughs) as well as on social for future food events so yeah that's a perfect Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Kelsey. I was going to say, can you go a little bit more into that? And, you know, if you have another opportunity, either it's next year with Suki or um, for another one of our clients, um, for other social, you know, people like myself or anybody who's listening, what is something that you learned from this event that you would want to do um, a little differently? And also, what is something that you learned during this event that you would continue um, and, like, you know, give advice to other people who are in situations like uh, you were to continue to do and you know maybe adapt um, right. in the things that didn't work 
as maybe well as they could? Um, I think one thing I would do differently is maybe um, just kind of study the day's events, like mm-hmm. the day's activities going on, because um, there were some times where I was like, oh, that'd be a really great talk. What time does it start? We should go attend, take pictures, um, take some notes and stuff like that. And we would see like, oh, it just started, you know, 15 minutes ago. So maybe right. just start to be more on top of uh, what's going on for the day. Um, and then... Uh, one thing I would keep the same is just taking pictures everywhere. Just take all the pictures. <laughs> all the <laughs> take all the pictures because you never know what could come in handy. Because even if you feel like you're short on content, if you have the pictures to look back on, you can say, oh, this would be a really great post. Or, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, just like taking like boomerangs of different things, um, videos. Uh, there was, I used Instagram Live for the first time at the show, and I never gone on Instagram Live before. Oh, yeah. But that was a really cool experience because I got to show, in real time, um, chefs at the show using Suki in their dishes. Mm. Yeah, so I think that was a really yeah. cool way to. Like, and I, I think live. I saw on um, whether I don't know if it was when you went live or mm-hmm. just on your stories, but there was I felt like a lot of um, recaps of different speakers or different um, awards that were presented that was you know not not food tasting food samples but kind of um, just like little pockets of info of what other people are talking about what people within the food industry you know have to say which I thought was um, really cool and kind of switched up the (laughs) just you you, you did good Korea you did good yeah you killed it (laughs) I think also one another thing I would do is so we were using um, an event-specific hashtag, hashtag Zuki in NYC, mm-hmm. um, and I wish we had that at the booth. I wish we had that somewhere, like, mm. you know, follow along. Um, you know, if you're here at the show, uh, use hashtag Zuki NYC right. so we can see what you're, you know, how you're engaging with us at the show and stuff like that. So I think that's another thing I would try to kind of push. and. Mm-hmm. Um, and even on social like I should have said something like even though we were using it like if you're here like use this hashtag and we'd love to follow along with you as well um, so that's another thing I would definitely kind of implement more yeah. in the next show absolutely that's fair yeah and so I guess to kind of like be able to, to, to wrap up your experience in a nice neat little bow and kind of if you could break down in like three to five tips or mm-hmm. bullet points like what would you what kind of advice would you impart on somebody or like a client or a brand who's looking to have someone like you mm-hmm. come to an event or be a representative for an event a, a, a trade event or an industry event like the, uh, the the food festival well I would say um, having a social media person is helpful because uh, not only like do you not have to worry about posting when you mm-hmm. feel like you should be doing you know like talking to the key people you need to speak right. to um, it just it really I think it really helps to kind of uh, you know they walk around for you they kind of take notes for you show you what other people are doing um, because while we were there one thing was that the Zuki executives were so busy in meetings and um, you know talking to the buyers and retailers that you know they were just dependent on us to mm-hmm. take all the pictures and make sure we were posting on social media so that's one less thing they had to worry about um and then i think it also shows uh like for their brand it, sh- it would show off you know how they're kind of engaging and involving themselves in the food industry right or just any industry um for any client um it kind of shows that okay so they're going to these big events they're you know going to these talks they're learning about what the insights are so that they can implement it into their own brand um 
and whether and like we, during some of the talks of the show uh, Zuki came with us but they couldn't make it to all of them because I said like I said a lot of the meetings took up their times but right. we would always report back to them and say like oh like there was this really cool uh, talk that was being given by this person um, whose company is based on sustainability mm-hmm. um, and we kind of like you know would catch them up on that and they were really appreciative of stuff like that because even though they couldn't go they could trust us to kind of fill them in on stuff like that yeah um, and then also another thing is that um, you can count on them to be aligned with your brand's goals and their voice mm-hmm. um, because, you know, like if we're ta- speaking for them at the show uh, and, you know, we've, we've been doing their social media for them for since the beginning of the year. So they know that we know what their tone is, what their uh, voice is, mm-hmm. um, and we can, you know, align all of our social updates with that. Right. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of different reasons that it's beneficial for clients to have someone who can kind of take care of that aspect of it while they, you know, do what they gotta do at the event. Yeah, and I totally agree with the the, the point which you made about like having somebody there to kind of do a lot of this heavy lifting, mm-hmm. so you can free up your time and yeah. free up your attention to be like the go-to, mm-hmm. you know, whoever the other, you know, a sales representative exactly. or a, a client representative may be for that, on behalf of that brand, mm-hmm. like, it, it, it keeps them from having to feel like they have too many balls in the air, yeah. you know, when, when they should yeah. be focusing on that, that main, that main Exactly, and they would go back, um, at the end of the day, look through the posts and stuff, and they say, oh, we really like that one, I really <laughs> like this one, I loved how you did that, um, so yeah, I think they're really appreciative of everything yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I mean, it was fantastic that you were able to go do that on behalf of one of our clients, Zuki, uh, Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Um, if you were not familiar with them, you need to get familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a fantastic brand who are, you know, they're, they're really trying to, to break into the U.S. market. And um, we're really excited to kind of be able to work alongside them. Um, and hopefully there will be other, uh, I guess, uh events in the future where you can eat even more samples (laughs) (laughs) definitely yeah kelsey did you have anything else no i'm 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 good over here i think we got through everything that uh, was important to pass on to anybody else who gets an opportunity like this in the future as well as for any other evokers or clients of evoke that might be interested in um, attending a, a trade show of whatever their industry is absolutely awesome well, Kelsey, I want to thank you and Karina for coming into the studio today. It's been awesome talking about uh, all things olive oil. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns out there, be sure to send them to Provoke. That's P-R-O-V-O-K at evokead.com. And be sure to follow us on all of our social media accounts. Uh, Karina might be on there. Um, and just to kind of keep up with uh, all of our contributions to the advertising world. Um, as far as the quotes concerned, today I, I saw this um, on an Adweek uh, thread on Twitter. And I was like, oh, yeah, we have to put this in here. Um, it's from Dwayne Hobbs. He's a, a chief branding officer uh, at a, a, a mid-sized shop in Seattle. Um, and he said, when it comes to the consumer experience, uh, consumers, they don't want brands to just connect. They want them to deliver. And uh, with that said, y'all take care. Mm-hmm.